Smartcast. You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. I'm Shomak Khoshal, the books editor of Mint Lounge, and this is the Lounge Bookcast. Every week, I'm going to speak here with one author from across the world about their latest book, how they came to write it, what were their challenges and inspirations. and what does it mean to be a writer in this time this podcast is from hd smartcast india's fastest growing podcast producing platform this week my guest is ruchira choudhury executive coach and writer most recently author of coaching the secret to uncommon leadership ruchira has been also a long time columnist for mint and her book is really special in that it stands at the intersection of leadership and coaching something we don't often think about this is also a book that is extremely pertinent to our disruptive times when businesses are facing a new reality characterized by a world which is volatile uncertain complex and ambiguous and they have to or are already being forced to reinvent their management models we'll talk about the pandemic and its impact on the business uh and also on leadership practices but before we do that i want to start by asking ruchira about a very important distinction she makes at the beginning of the book which is between the idea of excellent performers and successful leaders and that two may not meet always so if you could begin by explaining this distinction to us ruchira that would be great thank you shomak and thank you again for uh, the opportunity to be here on this show i i truly feel privileged and delighted at the same time so to your question about uh, stellar performers not necessarily being stellar captains of the ship and i've devoted a fair bit of the narrative to talking about that organizations uh, the world of sport performing arts we often tend to mistake our best and brightest uh, performers as those that end up what we believe will also be our best and brightest leaders or captains and if you go back to look at the annals of history we've been proven wrong many many times i've used cricket as an example to talk about that and the and the reasons for that are fairly basic the leadership traits that drive stellar individual performance uh likability passion um ambition often are at odds with what it takes to be a great leader uh empathy taking people along in the journey integrity and very little um, self obsession that's what a great leader does and often when we choose these blue eye uh, blue eyed boys or girls and give them inordinate amount of resources and then make them these captains of the ship they have very little understanding of how to lead teams right also um we forget one very basic fundamental that even the best and the brightest need to be nurtured and coached so they in turn can nurture and coach others so this we have to make a very clear distinction between excellence in performance and excellence in leadership and that organizations have to start uh, very early on something we clearly aren't doing a great job of you know this is a very important concept and it actually provokes us to think about what leadership means and you also describe that very clearly in the book that leadership is not just about getting the numbers right getting the business going it's also about working with people and something yeah. we don't often devote enough energy about 
Uh, I would like you to dwell on that aspect of leadership a little for us. Absolutely. Um, so leadership is not just about the numbers, right? Uh, and the narrative has changed dramatically. In the 1990s, the tone and tenor changed with the introduction of the Balanced Scorecard, a performance excellence framework, which said getting numbers is definitely important, but you have to focus on many other aspects. Good leadership is about building your human capital, the reservoir of human capital. It's about focusing on how you govern, your governance, your structural capital. It's also about your customers and your internal processes. And that sort of made a lot of experts look up and say, yes, there's a lot more to numbers. So what we say today about great or good leadership is focus on the numbers, but don't focus on the numbers alone. Focus on your people, grow your people, focus on their unique strengths, hone those strengths, the numbers will follow. And that's how the narrative is changing. And stellar leaders like Satya Nadella, they are, they are truly uh, the poster childs of uh, this new, uh, new sort of reimagined world of leadership, where you can do both, right? You can be a fantastic leader, you can achieve those numbers, and you can take people along in the journey. It also, you know, uh, makes us think about the role of coaching in leadership and honing leadership. In our understanding, generally, we think of coaching as, you know, an external agent will come into an organization and coach people and leave. But your right. argument is that coaching is a cumulative and it's a con continuous process that leaders have to imbibe and practice in their day-to-day -day lives. If you could explain this a little more to us. So the whole premise of the book, right, coaching the secret code to uncommon leadership. And I started the book by saying the book doesn't give you the code to leadership. There are fantastic books in the market on management and leadership. The book is about coaching as that code or the key that unlocks uncommon leadership. And what is uncommon leadership? It is really about taking people along in the journey. It's about elevating yourself and your organizations as you elevate and elevate others, right? It's about shining the light on others and that makes you shine brighter. So to your point, what is coaching? Coaching is the act of maximizing performance and potential of another through a series of self-enabling, non-directive conversations. The operator word being self-enabling and non-directive. It's about moving away from what we call instruction to motivation. It's moving away from telling to asking. The command and control style where a leader was expected to have all the answers. Now it's about a leader needs to help others find the answers. That's what coaching is all about. But, you know, in our own experience in India, for example, um, there are certain pitfalls of the corporate structure that has been institutionalized over the decades. And I wonder what your thoughts are with respect to coaching within this framework that already exists. And everything is sort of handed down from top to bottom and instructions are given rather than True. is being done. True. Shomak, one thing I tried hard uh, as part of uh, the narrative in the book is to talk about coaching in the larger context. Often, more often than not, coaching evokes these images of something that's very amorphous, that's fluid, it's intangible. And I have to be honest, I was guilty of the same before I embraced that profession. The fact of the matter is, coaching happens in many ways, in many shapes and forms. It happens in corporate corridors, it happens in car parks, it happens when you give somebody feedback in the moment. It happens when you shine the light on others, as I said. It happens when you uh, get somebody involved in a project which he or she otherwise would not have been able to. 
it's when you introduce your boss's boss who's visiting you know from the global headquarters to someone who works with you so poaching is all of those those things right and in an organization culture where it's been more instruction than motivation it's been more telling than asking a good leader has to really embrace those cultural nuances and i've and i've said this time and again coaching is doesn't have to be fuzzy and nurturing at all times there's tough love coaching as well you can be somebody who um, has this relentless pursuit of excellence right you can have exacting standards and you can be a tough cookie but but you need to be absolutely clear that this toughness is coming from a place of love that your only desire is to make the person become a better version of himself or herself so coaching happens in many ways and you just need to embrace it and you need to tweak it to the cultural context i feel the thrust of your book is towards building emotionally intelligent workplaces uh, something we need to think about more and more in this world when we are working from home and the pandemic has disrupted all the familiar patterns of work uh, what is your sense of the future of coaching and the future of leadership in this world in the corporate sector there is now a growing acknowledgement that it's not your numbers alone that uh, will drive success in the corporate world and the good leaders get it right there are enough and more examples around us where we see some fantastic um, enablement stories coaching stories the challenge is in times of duress and stress often leaders will revert or go back to the style that they're most comfortable with those behaviors are so ingrained in how we've been brought up um we've always been taught at school at at the business school or college that a leader a manager has to have all the answers and and so often we think we are coaching or we are building others but in fact we are telling them what to do so i think the larger piece is around awareness what really is coaching coaching is helping people find their path it's not giving them the path coaching is not creating mini meals it's not telling people what made you successful and and big and to make them replicate that model you have to let people find their own paths to find uh, new ways of doing the same thing that's what coaching is about so i think baby steps towards that we have enough and more role models we need to embrace that new reality for as we call we have to reimagine this new model of leadership with the, the two can coexist achieving your numbers and going with My last question to you Nikita is about the pandemic and how it is forcing us to reinvent ourselves especially when we are being pushed to the brink of burnout and so much resilience has been sort of called forth uh what is your advice to leaders and coaches during this difficult time coaching has always been important but i think it's never been as important as it is today these uh, are extraordinarily turbulent times for us and these times demand that we have strong leaders at the helm who can navigate these choppy waters with a steady hand at the helm use trust resilience and empathy as their rudders and what i mean by that is make your workforce more resilient build those reservoirs of trust recognize that we're all in this storm but we are perhaps not in the same boat so recognize the reality of your people uh have conversations that you've never had before acknowledge grief burnout loneliness these are trying times and we all have to step up 
be kind to each other, be more empathetic, and give everybody a voice in the organization. Right? No leader can have uh, all the answers at times like this. So leverage the collective intelligence of your people, give people a platform, and bring everybody together. I think that's my message. And keep coaching, keep building your people. Coach your way to unfound leadership. Thank you, Ruchira. It's a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for sharing this interview with us. Thank you for listening in. Tell us what you think at HD Smartcast. We are present on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. To listen to more podcasts, log on to www.htsmartcast.com or suno naye nazariya se. This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.